Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us here on this President's Day. Capitalism versus socialism. That's the subject of tonight's Point of View. Lots to get to tonight because many of us that love America, we love what we were founded on, we love what this country stands for as a nation, i.e. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I don't think many of us ever thought we'd be sitting here having a battle of ideas about America possibly becoming a socialist nation. And yet, here's where we are today. As we head into this 2020 election, this will be the war of ideas, capitalism versus socialism. And it's even creeping into great states like North Dakota. I want to start with this tonight. The Economist magazine, their most recent cover article, talked about the rise of millennial socialism. It seems more and more that millennials want government to be Santa Claus, if you will. You know, puppies, kittens, and rainbows for everybody out there. You just got to show up and be able to, I don't know, fog a mirror, I guess, or whatnot. Also, as Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, hey, you know what, even if you're unwilling to work in our Green New Deal, just because we want to be like Santa Claus, we're going to guarantee you an income. In fact, I know that sounds stunning to many of us, but this is happening right now in California. If you're a lower income person in Stockton, California, just by waking up and breathing, they are now going to give you $500 a month. Even though you are putting that dirty CO2 into the air, you are still going to get $500 a month. And then right here in North Dakota, North Dakota Democrats in District 42 out of Grand Forks, they are embracing socialism as well. There was a, uh, someone wrote a letter to the editor in the forum, and they put out a piece on Facebook that said, bravo to the idea of more socialism right here in the United States of America. Folks, it is so critical that you get yourself educated on the distinction between capitalism and socialism. I want to invite you tonight. Can you point to a nation right now? Here you see pictures of Venezuela, socialist nation. Is there a socialist nation that you know of that has helped people come out of poverty, that has raised the quality of life for people that live in that nation? I can't think of one. If you have one, please let us know. And I bring up this Venezuela situation because earlier today, President Trump was in Miami. Listen, Will Smith, producer Josh, going to Miami uh, to speak to the Venezuelan and Cuban community here in Miami. Here's what President Trump said today about socialism. Socialism promises prosperity, but it delivers poverty. Socialism promises unity, but it delivers hatred and it delivers division. Socialism promises a better future, but it always returns to the darkest chapters of the past. That never fails. It always happens. Socialism is a sad and discredited ideology rooted in the total ignorance of history and human nature, which is why socialism eventually must always give rise to tyranny, which it does. Presidente Maduro. That is tyranny now at this point because of this. I mean, think about Venezuela, folks, one of the wealthiest nations in this hemisphere. And now they've got people that are eating garbage all because of the socialist principles. That is the fight that we're going to have going into 2020. You're going to hear all these people talking about the beauty of socialism. President Trump just said there they want to talk about how it's going to bring people into prosperity. 
The reality is there's been no greater economic system than capitalism to actually raise the quality of living for people, to raise people out of poverty. And I want to share with you, I want to remind you, President Trump mentioned this as well in his State of the Union address, but also today, because I love this, on President's Day, he said this again. And to those who would try to impose socialism on the United States, we again deliver a very simple message. America will never be a socialist country. We are born free, and we will stay free now and forever. Keep America great. That will be the 2020 slogan for President Trump, and we do that by keeping ourselves free increasing our liberty, not decreasing our liberty. Now, I wanted to bring this topic up tonight because, as I said, this will be the fight in 2020. I think it's critically important. In fact, one of you emailed me over the weekend and said, hey, Chris, thank you for stepping up, for speaking the truth to audience out there. I'm trying to go out and do the same thing every single day, but they were concerned about their kids and their grandkids and sort of the brainwashing that's taking place in our education system today. So what I'm going to be asking ourselves to do is educate ourselves about the power of capitalism when it comes to taking people out of poverty. So I want to share with you a quick example. This is a little bit longer clip, but I wanted to play this for you because this is Milton Friedman when he was back on Phil Donahue back in the day. And I want you to listen closely to how Phil Donahue frames his question and then how Milton Friedman, Friedman <laughs> literally just schools Phil Donahue. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever, did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. <laughs> Phil Donahue just doesn't even know how to respond. If you see the rest of that piece, Phil's like, yeah, but what about ver Anyways, if you get a chance, do yourself a favor and look into some more Milton Friedman as we go into this conversation in 2020 of capitalism versus socialism. And again, we're talking about the United States of America here on President's Day. So now I'm forced to go from a conversation about possible socialism in our country to the idea of a silent coup that took place in our Department of Justice and the FBI. We've got unelected 
career swamp creatures that thought, hey, I know way better than you do, the people of the United States of America, that we're going to remove a duly elected president of the United States because we don't really like this guy. We, we think he's going to drain the swamp. It is an absolutely jaw-dropping interview. I'm sure many of you saw it from former FBI acting director Andrew, Andrew McCabe. He was on 60 Minutes. I want to share with you a little bit from that interview last night. Rosenstein was actually openly talking about whether there was a majority of the cabinet who would vote to remove the president. That's correct. Counting votes or possible votes. Did he assign specific votes to specific people? No, not that I recall. I mean, you watch the interview, folks, it, your jaw is literally on the full floor to think that you've got a deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, Andy McCabe and others sitting around in the DOJ, law enforcement officials that are supposed to execute the law, not make it up. The 25th Amendment is not supposed to be executed by people in the DOJ. And they say, hey, we're going to remove this guy because we think that we know better than the people of the United States of America. Little caveat here. Keep in mind, Andrew McCabe is now under investigation uh, because he lied three different times to investigators. Lack of candor, according to the Inspector General report. He's obviously out there trying to sell books. He knows he's going to need the money because he's going to have to pay his attorney fees. He's also going to have to be able to take care of his family when he gets walking around in an orange jumpsuit. So you got to keep some of that in context. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein denies this entire story. The good news is that Senator Lindsey Graham out of the Judiciary Committee is going to call them both in if he asked you via subpoenas to testify under oath about this entire story about having people within a bureaucratic silent coup to remove the president of the United States of America. I want to share with you quickly how President Trump responded to the interview via Twitter today. Here's a couple things that he had to say. He said, one, wow, so many lies by now disgraced acting FBI director Andrew McCabe. He was fired for lying, and now his story gets even more deranged. He and Rod Rosenstein, who was hired by Jeff Sessions, another beauty, looked like they were planning a very illegal act and got caught. He went on to say this as well. There's a lot of explaining to do to millions of people who had just elected a president who they really like and who has done a great job for them with the military, vets, economy, and so much more. This is powerful. What the president of the United States says here, this was the illegal and treasonous, treasonous insurance policy in full action. I want to move on here, but one other caveat. Now, Scott Pelley, you know, does a great job in 60 Minutes, but how does Scott Pelley, guy from 60 Minutes, veteran uh, journalists not go, hey, by the way, Andy, can you tell me a little bit about those texts with uh, Peter Strzok and lover Lisa Page when they talked about the ins insurance policy? Doesn't even bring that up. Veteran journalist doesn't even bring it up to Andy McCabe. Pretty stunning stuff, in my opinion. So would love to know your point of view. Capitalism versus socialism and the idea that I'm going from that topic tonight to a silent coup within the DOJ right here in the United States of America. And oh yeah, by the way, it's President's Day. Now, let's move on to this as well. Many people are talking about their tax returns. Did President Trump, Senator Kramer, Senator Hovind, all of were they lying to you about what's going to happen with this new tax plan? I'm sure you've seen some of these headlines, if we can bring this up, and many people are over there saying, oh my gosh, refunds are down, way down from a year ago. What is happening? Which, by the way, in my opinion, we're going to get the truth here from a CPA in a moment. 
folks, just so you know, you don't want a lot of money coming back in your tax refund. That means that you overpaid the government throughout the entire year. So join us tonight to break down the truth about your tax returns. A CPA, Kent Busick with the FMTaxMan.com. Welcome to Point of View, sir. It's great to have you here. How are you this evening? So explain these headlines. And, and I, I think some would say this is just more the media trying to make Trump and the GOP look bad. What say you? Well, I want to go off script and talk about capitalism and how you got, <laughs> go the, president, for it. <laughs> you got the president, Donald Trump, saying, hey, work harder, make more money, pay less taxes. That's exactly what's happened. And, and that's what we're seeing. Um, we, we talked this morning, a number of examples that we had um, in regards to, um, you know, people paying or earning more money over the past year because the economy's good, uh, uh, employers are increasing wages, their tax liability has dropped substantial amounts, 10, 15 percent. Um, so give some specifics, as you and I spoke earlier today, Chris, I've got people right now that, you know, the average income in North Dakota is roughly $55,000, $60,000 a year. People that are making in that ballpark, you know, they made another five, ten grand this year, but yet their tax liability went down. Yeah, I used, I had an example, one example that I gave you, the person, uh, he made about fifteen or had $15,000 more taxable income from the prior year, and so he earned $15,000 more dollars made more money, his tax liability from the previous year went down $867. So it was about a $2,500 savings for that person making about $75,000. So then explain these headlines to us. Then why do we continue to see, oh, the refunds are down? Well, what happened is, and this is exactly um, what they said was going to happen, and uh, what the, the, the IRS, the uh, Treasury Department, and the um, uh, President Trump uh, indicated was going to happen is they lowered withholdings. So as a result, you got more, if you go back to your January pay stub from last year versus your March pay stub of last year, you were taking home more money because you had less withheld. So instead of getting a larger check today, a three, four, five thousand dollar check today, you might only get a thousand dollar check. But you got two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars more a month. Exactly how the IRS and the Department of Treasury said it was going to work. Now, to be fair, people in North Dakota are probably going to see what you're discussing, but if you live in Minnesota where you can't write off all of your state and local taxes and things like that because of the SALT deduction. And if you're in a high-tax state, you may be seeing a different story. And, and you're exactly right on that. I, you know, just looking at some statistics um, after we talked this morning, it was about, uh, they said like 21% of people would owe money versus 18%. And the states that are going to get hit by that are, again, the higher uh, state and local tax states, Minnesota, California, New York, Illinois. The high state income tax states uh, we're going to see a little bit different situation than North Dakota. And for the basics as well, because I think a lot of people go, oh my gosh, I've got this check now from the IRS. This is this is great. It's government money. But it's not really government money. Correct? No, in essence, what happened, the refund is you borrowed the money to the government for the past year. It's an interest-free loan that you're making to the IRS. Your perfect world, you know, everybody, they don't get a refund. It's you pay in or you, you have paid in what you owe. It doesn't work that way. A lot of people, they use their refund as their, their one savings account for the year, and they're expecting that check to pay for a vacation, pay some bills, go on vacation. Um, but, but again, uh, you know, take some responsibility for your, your fi personal finances, and you should have looked at this um, during the course of the year because it's, this has been talked about a lot. And what do you mean by that specifically? How do you look at it during the year? Well, you look at your withholding tables. Um, and just see, you know, if you change from two two exemptions to zero exemptions, see how much that's going to impact your withholding. If you want a bigger refund, you have more withheld. But there was a dramatic change last um, February in withholding. Anything else you want to add, sir? No. All right, thank you for being here. I thought you might jump on a little uh, capitalism, socialism. But again, fmtaxman.com, Ken Busick, we appreciate the insight.
And uh, I, well, I guess what I take from that is, look, don't buy the headlines. Do your own homework and realize that many people are actually making more money and paying less taxes. Last time I checked, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. Taxes are down. <laughs>